You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome in. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Just putting the uh, finishing touches there on the uh, daily poll question. Didn't realize at the time. Brian, how could you not remind me of what the time is? Brian actually reminds me of the time all the time. He says, here we go. Oh, the show's starting. Look at that. Well, we are off and running on this Tuesday, January 28th. Good morning. Welcome in. It is the Gordon Dammer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Plenty to keep us busy on this uh, Tuesday edition, so we'll run through it all over the next 60 minutes. We'll take you up until Golik and Wingo, who come your way at 6 o'clock. So let's roll. Of course, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. It's out there. I am on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, too, but I'm on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. Uh, the daily poll question is officially up. It's there. We'll get to that in a little bit. And look, we're going to try to, and and this will kind of depend on you, uh, we're going to try to have a more traditional show today after, of course, the, the news that we're all still dealing with, right? The Kobe topic is still front and center just because you just, if you're like me, you're just sitting there yesterday, even though the news is 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 24 hours old, you're still just kind of going through all the different angles of the tragedy. And there's just so many aspects to the story, and all those aspects are going to be there for the for a while. I mean, I, I, I said it yesterday. I, you'll remember that moment on Sunday, whenever it was, whether it was when the first bit of news came down, whether it was a little bit later on because you were out doing things, you will remember that moment for the rest of your life. And as many memories as Kobe gave us, the most memorable thing, unfortunately, is going to be his death. We will all remember exactly where we were, what we were doing when you heard that news. So yesterday, we tried to get as many of your thoughts in as possible. And if you want to share your thoughts, your feelings, your remembrances, what you're going through, the number is there for you, 1-800-919-ESPN. And, you know, it's just such a – even though it's a celebrity, even though it's a somebody that most of us never met, it feels like such a personal death. It feels like it's someone you knew because we watched him, you know, from the age of 17 on. And when you lose someone close to you, no matter how much time – you have to prepare yourself, and in this one, you didn't have any time at all. It's just the thing that, that strikes you, or at least the thing that strikes me time and time again. Every time I kind of think about the story, I'm reading things about it, or I'm looking at different uh, people's remembrances. Uh, LeBron finally put up something on Instagram last night just trying to compose his thoughts and um, the things that he must be thinking through with the relationship he obviously had with Kobe. The thing you just keep coming back to is just the finality of it all, right? There's there's obviously that initial shock, which I think most people are still kind of in the midst of, and then you just have the after effects where you have the where eventually at some point, right, the the initial shock will wear off if it hasn't already, and then you're just kind of left in this stage where it feels like the world will eventually move on, right? We are very resilient. As people, so at some point, you know, we'll be we'll be sitting there on Sunday watching the Super Bowl, and while it might pop into your mind at some point, you will have that diversion, which sports is the great diversion that brings us all together, and we can kind of focus on something else for a little while, maybe for a few hours. But yet, you're still dealing with that loss, and this is one that's uh, obviously is going to be felt 
for a while. So, so many tributes even yesterday, so many thoughts, so many memories, and they just kind of keep pouring in. And you just think of the scope of this story. And that's kind of where I tried to focus the show yesterday is you start with Kobe, obviously, right? He is the iconic player. And probably, as it was brought up yesterday, probably the most influential player for players right now, right? Like there will always be the talk about Michael Jordan, the great Michael Jordan, how he was the best player that we've seen, or people have the arguments constantly about uh, about uh, LeBron or, or Jordan. But most of the guys who are playing now probably didn't see Jordan play. It's been a while, right? So Kobe was probably the most influential player for the players playing right now, top player of all time. And then you just get into all the other aspects of the story cut down to the age of 41, the impact that has. Uh, this, you know, going into the second phase of his life, the work that he was doing, not just uh, for the game, but but in other aspects of his life, writing children's books or, or winning the Oscars people talked about. And then you just keep going through all these different aspects of the story about his daughter just being 13, the other 13-year-olds, all that potential that now will just never be realized. And the other families, now the names are out there. They've uh, been identified in the just unspeakable tragedy of all of that. That the families, those families will just never be the same, right? Like they, all those families, all those people that were directly impacted on Sunday, they had one life that they were living. And now their life will always be in two separate time frames before the accident, after the accident. And you just feel for them and, and the people that are involved. And, and then, of course, you have all the tributes. You're going to have, at some point, you're going to have funerals. You're going to have to have remembrances. And memorials, and you still have the investigation to come. So that's going to continue for for quite some time. Now, it's never going to provide you any solace. It's never going to provide you any relief. Whether or not it ever really provides you any answers is still to be debated. Those things usually take a a long period of time. At, At best, it's going to probably take a couple of weeks. It might continue longer even than that. But there were just so many amazing tributes yesterday. I was listening, you know, driving around listening to the K show with with Marv Albert or with Larry Brown, and just uh, the different uh, people that they had on yesterday. Nancy Lieberman was talking about uh, the relationship she had with Gianna, Gianna uh, Kobe's daughter, and um, there have been so many. You know, we talk about Twitter and the the awfulness of Twitter sometimes, right? The the, the negative aspects of Twitter, but I got to be honest. You know, at the end of the day, Twitter is just a tool that we use, and I don't know if you've seen the tribute. I don't know if tribute is the right word, but the remembrance of Kobe and the video that was put together. i got to find it and tweet it out. There's different copies of it and different versions of it where some of the versions are a little better than the other one. So i got to find one that's that's good, but where the comparisons being made – between Michael Jordan and how he played and how Kobe played. And I you know, brought this up yesterday. People bring this up. When you talk about, you know, we have the conversation about Michael and LeBron all the time just based on legacies. But just in terms of players, there's no closer comparison. I don't know if you could get a, cl- a closer comparison between any two players, between Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Just their style of play in the video shows you that, Michael would would make one move. Kobe would make the exact same move, and the way it's edited is just done uh, just done absolutely beautifully. So I, I have to find that one. If you've seen that one already, that was one of the better ones 
that have been out there and just the different videos and, and remembrances that just continue to pour in. So if you want to get in on that 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776, the NBA announced yesterday they have postponed tonight's Lakers and Clippers game in L.A., so the Lakers now are not set to play, I believe, until Friday. I don't know if other games are going to be postponed. As I said, there's going to be a funeral at some point, and the amount of, of current players that are going to want to attend that, I would think would be overwhelming. So I would think that at some point you're going to have to postpone other games but uh, maybe that's a decision that the NBA is still trying to work through here over the course of the week. And our poll question, which was up yesterday, which i got to be honest, was a lot closer than I thought. I thought that the overwhelming majority of people would have felt like, you know, when, when Sunday comes and you hear that news, the last thing to me that I wanted to do on Sunday, while well, you're kind of processing that news and processing the tragedy, was to watch any basketball. And, and, and that was the case for me. Just some some guy sitting on his uh, on his couch watching TV. I can't imagine what it was like for the players trying to put their own personal feelings aside and try to go out there and do their jobs. Yeah, look, as I said, sports is the great thing that brings us together. And and when you have a loss, sometimes when you get back to work, it's the most uh, the beneficial thing you can do, right? Like you you get your mind off of. The thing that your mind has been completely focused on day after day, and it allows you some relief just to, to focus on something else, to put that aside for even just a little while and get back to your work. I don't know if that was the time necessarily to do that, though. Like, there has to be some time to allow you to process that before you can get to the stage of your work actually providing you some relief. So I was surprised at the poll question yesterday was as close as it was. Today we went with a little bit more traditional one. But I, I just wanted to say before we kind of move on and try to do a little bit more traditional sports show, uh, and look, if you want to get in on Kobe, you can certainly do it. We had so many calls yesterday in, in the short time that we have in the show, one hour, you only have so much time, only so many calls you can get to, right? So if you want to get in on it, 1-800-919-ESPN is certainly uh, the phone number to do so. But I just thought listening to the different shows yesterday, be it uh, Rick, Chris, and Dave, be it uh, Bart and Han. I thought everybody just did a, a, an amazing job with what a story that we were all still kind of in shock in. You know, usually the shock usually starts to wear, you know, you have the shock of one day and then by the next day you've kind of, all right, we processed it a little bit and, and start to move it forward. I think everybody was still and probably will be for a little while still in this kind of a state of shock. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. So coming up, we'll get a little bit different uh, sports stories. We'll get into uh, Super Bowl opening night last night if you want to talk about <laughs> about that. I mean, I can't I can't imagine anybody. I always wonder when when they have that thing, which used to be known as Super Bowl Media Day. Who is that for? Outside of the players, right? The players are excited. They're in the Super Bowl. It's their dream. Okay, fine. I get that. But in terms of programming, I can't imagine who that programming is for. So we'll touch on that a little bit, and uh, we'll get into a little bit of baseball because it's two weeks until uh, pitchers and catchers report. And there was a move yesterday that was out there that you would think for the Mets that at least was a mention for the Mets that uh, the Mets did not make. So that was interesting. Also, a little piece of news here and there about baseball. And 
I try to move away a little bit, right? You have to get, you got to kind of clear your mind. So I was watching uh, MLB Network yesterday, and they brought up something that had to do with the Astros that I got to be honest, for the amount of time that we've spent focusing on that, that I didn't really think of. So we'll get into that too. Lots to do. Obviously, it's it's there for you for the Kobe point. Uh, I, I brought it up uh, in the in the open there that uh, it's going to be a while, right? This is gonna this is going to be something that not just yesterday, not just today. I mean, the rest of the season, you, this is going to be the theme of the season. I'm sure that whenever whoever it is that wins, obviously, if the Lakers win the title, that's the uh, no brainer. But say it's some other to say it's Milwaukee Bucks win the NBA title. And uh, they have the press conference afterwards. One of the first things they're going to talk about is the impact that Kobe Bryant had on them. I mean, Kobe Bryant, you'd have to say, of the players playing right now, is the most influential player. Because all the guys playing now watched him. He just got done playing that that long ago. All right, let's get some phone calls in. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Austin is in Jersey City. Austin, what's going on, my man? Hey, Gordon. How you doing? Hey, what's up? Hey, I, I just a little thought exercise to make a, a broader point. Let's assume that we could know for 1,000% certainty that, that Kobe would want the games played. And obviously we can't. I, I don't think there's any dishonor to anyone in, in not having them played because I, I think for the, for the sake of the hygiene of the players, to give them a respite from the trauma of this. And, you know, it's a game, man. It's, 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 not, it's not a war. We're not, we're not prosecuting a war. People have this sort of maniacal need. All the games must be played. No, the guys need to have a rest and to grieve. And we postpone the game. It's not a big deal. I don't know why guys are so uh, militant in having this need to have to have those games played. Well, look, I, I get the point of, you know, Kobe would want the games to be played, but I just think that when you watched games and you see, especially on Sunday, to me that was just a no-brainer. I, I realize that with the timing of the news, there's a game in a couple of hours, and maybe people are already in the arena. Even then, and I realize that there's more that probably goes into it than I could ever know. But it just feels like when you watch, you're watching guys sit on the bench in tears. Sometimes during the game. It feels like that that's something that you should have just said, you know what, we need some time to process it. This news is so big. We need to give these guys who knew. This is not just some former great player who played 20 years ago. This is a guy these people knew personally, played against personally, played with personally. It just feels like that that was just a mistake. Now, maybe there's going to be a point here where the league is going to cancel some games for an entire day, right? Like if you're having a... I would, I would think that they're probably going to have to have some public memorial, never mind just a funeral. But think about what the day that they have the funeral, how many players are going to want to attend that funeral? That either, not just the guys that are from L.A., guys from all around the country. So it just seems like at some point they are going to have to, to cancel games here and uh, at least postpone them for a while. And I think Sunday would have been the perfect time. Now, they announced yesterday the Lakers are not going to play tonight. So that means it pushes, uh, I think, the Lakers' next game is on Friday. I don't know how quickly these things are going to happen, but uh, you would think that they were going to have to cancel some games here before too long and not just not just the Lakers' game tonight. Terry's in the Bronx. Terry, man, what's going on? Yeah, Gordon, I think you need to do this, guy. You got the voice to do it. We need a Kobe day. A like, Kobe think day, about it like okay. a- a, look, think about it like a second Father's Day, but think about it 20 years from now. 
when we celebrate and like in America these holidays that we make up and kids is like a Kobe day and my kid is like, Well what's Kobe Day? And it gives us the opportunity to talk about the legend and the time. You you get what I'm saying? Think about that, the impact. He is with his dad, it would represent us fathers and something outside of basketball that represented and embodied that man and, and his perfect persona that we could all embrace as a whole um global society and you know that kobe day and gordon i didn't hear nobody talk about it none of the guys you know i know everybody from all the shows but if you could get that message out like today like hey this guy just called in to talk about this kobe day man like what do we think about and this is what kobe day is about is that simple well, I mean, look, I, I, Terry, I think that the NBA is probably having conversations somewhere, right? Like they're, 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 I, I'm sure that they're having conversations about how they want to remember him. I know things have been floated out there about maybe retiring his number. The, the Mavericks did that, right? Nobody is going to wear the number 24 for Dallas again. I've heard people float the idea of maybe uh, renaming the, the MVP trophy in, in, uh, in, in Kobe's name. They're, they're going to come up with something here. I don't know if it's Kobe Day. I could definitely see there being a day in the league where they, especially this year, cancel all the games. There's a remembrance or a memorial for Kobe Bryant. That, I think, has to be in the works. But they're going to come up with something here, and I'm sure they're putting their heads together while they deal with all the other aspects of this tragedy. How, how, what's the, the appropriate way? What's the league's appropriate way to remember Kobe Bryant. I don't know if it's Kobe Day, but I'm sure it's going to come up with something. Here's Marco in Brooklyn. Marco, what's going on, my man? Hey, man. I think that every team in the NBA should do what Mark Cuban, the Mavericks, did and retire 24 so nobody can wear that number again. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the problem I have with the number thing is that, like, it wasn't really an iconic number to Kobe, right? Like, he switched numbers, so I don't think of the number 24 necessarily being, you know, when I think of 23, I think of Jordan, right? When I think of right. 24, I don't necessarily think of Kobe, so I don't I don't know if that's the proper one that I would want. But, look, I, there's going to be lots of ideas, and I thought it was very nice of the Mavericks to come out right away and say that. I just don't know what the 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 proper uh, the proper response would be at this point. It's almost like one of those things that when you hear it, if it's really good, as soon as you hear it, you're like, yeah, of course. And to me, the number thing, I don't know necessarily that that's the perfect one for me. Yeah, that's true. All right, all Thanks. right, Marco. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. So, if you want to get in on Kobe, certainly the number is there. If you have a remembrance, a, a specific thing that uh, that that spoke to you over the last day or so. Because, I mean, there have been so many just amazing uh, remembrances and, and personal stories. And I, I, I kind of keep going back to uh, Jerry West. Jerry, I mean, the, the impact that this has had on him. You know, he was on, what was it, the jump? And he was talking about how he has not felt something this personal since he got the news that his, his brother died in Korea. You know, that's how close Kobe was. And, and one of the great stories... I don't think he told it on the jump, but I saw it someplace. I'm trying to think of where I saw it, but when he was scouting Kobe and he had this workout against current NBA players and Kobe comes in as this 17-year-old kid and they run him through the drills and blah, blah, blah. And after it's over, somebody asks him, you know, is this guy, is this guy going to be the real deal? Is he going to be, is he going to be like a really great player? Is he, is he, you know, does, does he back up the hype? 
And Jerry West's response to him was, he's better than anybody we have on the team right now. <laughs> so it just uh, shows you what um, what a, um, what a kind of prospect Kobe was and what kind of uh, really, I don't know what the right term would be for it. I, I, guess, I don't know if it's a basketball savant. I don't know if it's a prodigy. I guess prodigy probably would be the right word, right? If you're if you're able at the age of seventeen, usually a prodigy seems to that that word is associated with somebody younger than that. But it seems like that's kind of what he was. He was kind of he was just he was just built for the NBA, and not just in terms of talent, just in terms of mindset as well. So if you want to get on Kobe, one eight hundred nine one nine ESPN certainly the number. I did want to focus on a couple other things today. Uh, not really uh, Super Bowl opening night because. Uh, I would not watch that if you paid me. And I, I simply – I would just wonder, who is that for? Like the the it used to be media day. Now it's called Super Bowl opening night, whatever you want to call it. It really makes me feel like, you know what the – and maybe this was already true. The league really looks at its fans as just a bunch of dopes so will just take – is that for the diehard fan, all those dopey questions? What kind of pasta would Jimmy Garoppolo like or – Who's the best brother combo? All the dopey questions every single year. I don't know who that is meant for. Who enjoys that? You might say it's the diehard fan, but I'm a diehard fan. I don't enjoy that at all. I don't I don't watch that. And you would think, right, you're the diehard fan. Well, they have you already. Okay, so is that for the casual fan? Is the casual football fan saying, you know what? I want to watch the Chiefs and the 49ers answer a bunch of dopey questions. It's just so much fun because it's – the teams change every year, but the questions, they're all the same silly, stupid things. So it just does not uh, – I don't understand how – and I'm, look, I'm desperate for the game. I'm desperate for the game. I, I want the game t- today, but I, I'm not so desperate that I'm sitting there watching Super Bowl opening night. So I did focus a little bit more on the baseball yesterday because with the tragedy just being so – I mean it, the, the waves of it. It's just, oh, God, you can't you can't just process it. So I did kind of like look at some baseball stuff yesterday, and our poll question, which is up for today, is about uh, the designated hitter. Yes, the the topic that's on everybody's mind. <laughs> uh, the story that came out yesterday, growing belief that uh, the National League could institute the, the uh, DH as soon as uh, 2021. So not obviously for this year, that would be a little too soon, but um, that they could do it as soon as 2021. And look, this debate has been out there basically, right, for 50 years. They instituted the DH in 1973, and uh, my feeling on it is, you know, would you be in favor of it or not? If you could tell me that it was even up for debate that the American League might eventually go back to what baseball was pre-1973, I'd at least hear you out. There, For all the things we debate, right, think about all the things as sports fans we debate, things that are ridiculous, no one has ever brought up the debate, well, you know what? The American League should get rid of the DH because we all know that's never in a million years that's never going to happen. So, yeah, of course, it's crazy that we've gotten to this point where it's been 50 years and the two leagues who play the same sport, who face off against each other to decide the champion of the sport, have been playing for under a different set of rules for almost 50 years. It's crazy. Second story from baseball yesterday, Pirates finally uh, traded Sterling Marte. And the reason and he gets traded to the Diamondbacks, the reason why that uh, is pertinent is because that's a player that the Mets have been 
linked to, right? I mean, a lot of reports the Mets might be interested to solve a, a big problem for the Mets in center field. They could use a center fielder, uh, even though Marte, you have to be honest, did not have a great year in center field yet uh, last year. His numbers offensively were excellent. Uh, 295 batting average, 342 on base, 503 slugging, OPS of plus 120, 23 home runs. And the thing for me, look, maybe the Mets were not as interested as the reports were, but it did seem like it would kind of fill a role. Now, I get the Pirates, given where they're at, were not going to really have much of an interest in Brandon Nimmo, who is a nice player, but... They are right now bargain based. I think their entire payroll is now down to $43 million. So that tells you they are nowhere close to competing anytime soon. And whether or not they have any interest in competing anytime soon is up for debate too. But the return on the trade for the Pirates was two, I mean, low level minor league guys. There's a pitcher who was the 33rd pick in the draft last year, Brennan Malone. But he was pitching in Class A. And then another like low-level minor league guy. That's all that the Diamondbacks had to give up. Sorry, I got a cough going on here that you read about. So that's all that the, the Diamondbacks had to give up to bring in Sterling Marte, who, again, did not have a great year in center field last year, but is a good offensive player who's had some years as a center fielder of an OPS of plus 800. That, to me, is a kind of surprising to the Mets at their stage where they are right now, where this guy would come in right away. And I get it. He didn't have a great year last year in center field, but he would be an improvement. Let's be honest. He would be an improvement. And his contract, it's not even like his contract was some unwieldy thing. I think he's making like $12 million a year. So uh, it's kind of strange that the Mets were not bigger players. And I think it is a, a nice pickup for Arizona, who always seems to kind of put some nice deals together. And they kind of feel like, you know what, they're in win-now mode, even after the trades they made last year. <clears throat> so yesterday, right, I said I wanted to watch something else, so I turned on the uh, MLB network. And they had this segment. I don't know why they were touching on it yesterday, but they talk, they, they had the video of the end of the ALCS, Yankees and Astros, right? And they replayed the video. And just knowing what you know now, the weirdness of that scene and how it reads, it, it seemed kind of weird at the time. But now, knowing what you know, it really reads weird. And the first thing that reads weird that we touched on on the time, or at the time, Chapman gives up the home run to Alfatuve. And what's Chapman's reaction? Does he throw his glove? Does he walk off the mound? No. He's standing on the mound, like smiling this, like, kind of weird smirk, which everybody thought that's a weird reaction at the time. But it makes you now, knowing what you know about the Astros, it reads differently a little bit. But maybe you felt like it was weird at the time, too. All right, I, I, that's true. Altuve, which we touched on a couple of weeks ago when the video kind of per popped up again. Altuve, rounding third. He heads for home. What's his reaction? Don't rip off my shirt. Weird. Weird. How does he celebrate? Does he run around the infield? Does he high-five his teammates? No, he runs immediately into the clubhouse and comes out wearing a different shirt, takes off his jersey and is wearing a different shirt. Not celebrating, not running around the infield, 
not uh, being carried around on the shoulders of guys. So then something they brought up – yeah, that, now that was weird too. We brought that up a couple of days ago or maybe a couple of weeks ago now when the whole thing came down. But then they brought up yesterday and I got to admit, I did not think of this as weird at the time. But now it definitely reads strange. Altuve hits this massive home run, wins the American League pennant. The Astros are going to the World Series. As soon as he hits the home run, what does he do? Does he fist pump? Does he throw his helmet in the air? Is he screaming and yell? No. He just reacts like he just hit a home run in a regular season game. No jumping around. No celebration like you're going to the World Series. Well, Gordon, they've been to the World Series. Yeah, they've been to the World Series, this team, once. They won. It's not like they have a history of going to the World Series every single year where this is old hat. This is huge. This is not exactly Chris Chambliss in 1976 where the people are storming the field or other clinching home runs that we've seen before. And I know baseball has said, oh, the investigation's over. We found no evidence of this. We found no evidence of that. But, man, you watch that video now, knowing what you know now, and it just reads weirder and weirder and weirder. You know, I was really sad yesterday, and I was sad this morning. I was, I was kind of down. I was, I was in the dumps, and then I just thought about what he would tell me. You know what I mean? He would tell me to stop being a baby and man up and, and, and play it and do it in his honor and, and win this game for him. You know, and that's what we're going to try to do. You know, we're gonna, I'm going to go out there and try to, try to play, play some dominating ball um, just like he wanted. You know, the mama mentality still lives on. All right, there you go. Richard Sherman speaking at the Super Bowl opening night last night. The formerly named Super Bowl Media Day as the Niners and Chiefs get uh, closer to Sunday. And certainly that's going to be our focus as we move along this week. I don't know necessarily is the focus right now. It still feels a little too far away. Like I, I want to be focused on the game right now, but just the real world is kind of preventing that from happening. Right. Like I, I don't think that you can unless you're the most uh, seasoned Chief fan or Niner fan that's looking only to the, the Super Bowl. I think it's kind of hard to do right now with the news that we got on Sunday about Kobe Bryant. So if you want to get in on that, 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number, 1-800-919-3776. Let's take a couple more of your phone calls if you want to touch on that or the baseball stuff that we were just talking about. John is in Merrick. John, what's going on, my man? Hey, Gordon. Good morning. Uh, I just want to put in my two cents about the Kobe Bryant thing. Sure. Obviously, everybody's all shocked about this event. Um, But I think a lot of the callers and a lot of the fans are – uh, um, very emotional, and it's very quick to react. We're working on emotion by saying let's retire his number through basketball. I think we're very quick to react about um, uh, all those kind of things that they're saying, like canceling games. Like everybody always says, like the show must go on. I watched the Knicks game that night. I'm a big Knicks fan, and I thought that the tributes to him, the 24 of uh, 24-second violations were very appropriate, as well as the other games, the eight-second violations. Okay, we contribute, but we have to move on. Kobe would have wanted us to move on, and I get that he was an iconic ball player and that uh, you have to have canceled games so that they can get to these funerals. I think that a select bunch of people that work close to Kobe should, but I think that the show should go on. That's what Kobe would have wanted. That's what um, 
The fans want, they want basketball. They want a distraction from everyday reality. Tribute's great. Naming him after an award, great. But let's not get carried away by the emotion and the and how the tragedy happened. Yeah, but John, we're not. We're, I'm, I, I'm at least for me. I'm not saying you have to cancel games for weeks on end. I'm just saying, like the day Sunday happens, and I can't imagine anybody in their right mind saying, you know, I just want to. And, and you see, guys, the broadcasters are crying. The players are while the game is going on. This is not like pregame warmups, and they're able to put it aside. They're crying while the game is going on. I just felt like no. that, that was the wrong call. No, I think that the day of, okay. But now that it's kind of set in a little bit, even though it still has shock value, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, they, they should move on with this and they should pay tribute to Kobe Bryant. But I, like I said, I think it's, I think people are very emotional and, and the oh, shock of value. Sure, of, it. of course. And, you know, I, I loved Kobe, I thought he was fantastic. And uh, I think there were a lot of fantastic players, you know, in, in all the sports. Tragedy happens a lot. When Thurman Munson passed away, there was there was uh, a little bit of delay. But, yeah. like, they went back out there and they played for him. Yeah. They didn't retire his number. I mean, he wasn't a great, like, Kobe. Um, but, like, to retire him through basketball, I, I think that's a little much. That's well, I mean, opinion, look, they, you know? I think that they have to come up with something because of, of just the, the – not just his career, but the iconic nature of who he was as a person and how influential he was for every guy who's playing in the NBA right now. So I don't know if of retiring his number necessarily is the right approach, uh, but it has to be something on a pretty big scale, something on a pretty grand scale. To, in terms of the canceling the games, look, if they wanted to play the game, the, the, the game that was set for tonight, uh, I think that that would have been okay. At least it wouldn't have been the initial, you know, on Sunday to me, that was the far greater time to call off the games and give everybody a little bit time to process the news. As I said, you know, guys are crying while games are going on. So to me, that was the time to kind of call things off. But look, they're going to postpone the game tonight. That's fine if that's what they feel like they need to do. I'm just thinking of, you know, moving down the line at some point. There's going to have to be a funeral. There's going to have to be a public memorial. And you think about, if you're saying that this is the most influential guy for players in the league right now, I don't know how you have a funeral and and the players are not allowed to go because they have a game against the the Sacramento Kings that night. You know what I mean? Like It's just crazy to me. It's just crazy to me. And I would not be able, if it were me in that spot, I wouldn't be able to process it at that point either. It's got to David in Jersey City. David. Doing first time caller. Uh, no, I, I was. Uh, I got home. I'm, I'm on my way home from work. I work the night shift, so uh, I got home yesterday morning, and you know I go on ESPN. And like, first, I'm a Laker fan. I came up in the '80s. Magic Johnson was my idol, and uh, you know, here comes here comes along this 17 year old kid. You know what I mean? Comes along in '96, and I. Uh, he didn't come out the gate, uh, you know, this great player, but he, he, he matured but, and then, you know, took the lead by storm. But what I wanted to say was, watching ESPN and listening to Michael Wilbur and Stephen A and all the guys that knew him, and, you know, the, just the person that he was off the court. You, you know, like, I don't know if you if you seen what Michael Wilbur was saying, that he received after, I don't know what was wrong with Michael, but um, surgery or something, and... Uh, he got flowers from Kobe, and he thought it was a joke. He thought the uh, guys were playing a joke right. on him. It really was Kobe, you know? Like, 
just the person he was. I mean, how he said, like, Kobe, even with the mentality, you know, like, get off your butt and, you know, take care of yourself. You know what I mean? He wasn't sugarcoating that one. He was telling him, you know, and that's just how, you know, I don't know, just hearing that, man. It's yeah. like, the guy was a great man. You know what I mean? Like, he had those allegations. He, he learned from it. He matured. Made him a better man, a better husband, and a better father, a better person all around. Yeah, you know, and 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 for a guy who at least early on in his career had the reputation of rubbing some people the wrong way, uh, because of his his mindset, because of the way he he went about things. Uh, yeah, I mean, he as beloved as he was as a player later on, I, I think he did kind of maybe change his approach in some ways. Maybe people just got used to him as well. But I think he did change his approach in some ways that even though he had this, you know, the Mamba mentality of, of never say die, of, of just attacking everything with 100 percent that you can, he also realized away from the court the, the the relationships and how to deal with people. And he dealt with people in the right way. And that's not always the case. You get to be a star, the level of Kobe Bryant. Not that I've had that many dealings with people on that level but I can tell you right now, just because the public persona is one thing does not necessarily mean that that's actually the way you are. But it seems from all accounts, uh, even before the tragedy of Sunday, that that was the case for Kobe Bryant. Today, we've been focusing, in case you're just joining us, still a lot on the uh, Kobe Bryant story. Lakers game against the Clippers for tonight at Staples Center has been postponed. Whether or not other games are going to be postponed, but I think a lot of people's focus today has been about what will be the proper tribute. What will the NBA do here to kind of remember Kobe Bryant? Is it renaming an award after him? Is it coming up with something different? Is it retiring his number throughout the league like the uh, Mavericks did when the news came down on uh, Sunday? I I don't think that I've heard the one that I say, you know what, that's the right tribute. I don't know if there is a right tribute. I mean, this is a very unique situation. Hopefully we never have to kind of go through something like this again, especially. And and these things do happen from time to time. A, A player cut down in terms of his life in his prime, just 41 years of age, even though his career had it was already over in terms of basketball sense, but it, it was clearly a guy that was just getting started on life. I, I don't know if that there is a blueprint for this. So I'm sure among the conversations that the NBA is having right now is what is that right tribute? So uh, 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. We'll go back out to the phones here. And we've also touched on a little bit baseball today as we have now, what, about two weeks until pitchers and catchers, which feels like still, <laughs> when you go outside, it does not feel like uh, that spring is right around the corner just yet. But uh, hopefully we get to something soon here. Hey, Robert is in Manhattan, buddy. What's going on? Good morning, Gordon. How are you? Um, I want to make a comparison between what happened with Colby and 1963. I don't know how old you are. I don't know if you were even alive. No, I was not. I was born in 70, so I missed Okay, okay. But I'm sure you've read about the Kennedy assassination. Yeah. It happened on a Friday, and everybody remembers. I remember I was in English class, in an English lit class at City College, and everybody remembers that that weekend was an NFL weekend on Sunday. Absolutely. And and the NFL did not cancel the games. Mm Mm-hmm. CBS decided that it was going not to show the game it was supposed to show, but they were going to show the speech that Chief Justice Earl Warren made on the rotunda. And I remember this because I was watching the speech, and I also remember the reaction of tens of thousands of fans who stormed the CBS telephones 
screaming, bring back the game, bring back the game, bring back the game. I don't know if you've ever read that account of what happened. I have not read that. Obviously, you know, you know about Roselle saying that that was his one great regret, not canceling the games that weekend. So I have read some stuff about that, but uh, I had not read that, that the that the fans had. Uh, oh, they were very angry. Yeah. They, they stormed. Because the NFL at the time was not, you know, it's not what we know of it now. So that's, that's surprising to me. It was uh, now the interesting thing is that I haven't heard anything and have you whether fans called up the various outlets and, and asked them to show the games on Sunday or Monday or not show the games have you heard any uh, in, in regards to the Kobe story I have not yes yeah I, I've heard far more reaction of people thinking that they should have canceled the games rather than ones that uh, you know because they did show the games right so if they had canceled the games maybe you would have had those stories because the people that wanted to watch the games would have been ticked off and would have called but since it didn't happen, that you know, they, they didn't do that. All right, Gordon. Thanks for right, Robert. Have a good. All right, one eight hundred nine one ninety ESPN one hundred. Yeah, it, 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 they would have to have canceled the games for people to call up. I don't think that anybody it, was sitting around on Sunday. At least I know that I wasn't. Even though I felt like they should have probably called off the games that day. Uh, I, I'm certainly not going to call up and say, "Hey, you know, what are you doing showing these games?" I mean, uh, if you if, if the games are being played, that's one thing. You show the games, but if they're if they're if they're canceled, I don't think it, I don't think that most people would have reacted that way. But I could always be wrong. Eddie's in Kadarsie. Eddie, what's going on, my man? Hey, what's going on, Gordon? Um, Gordon, I want to say two things to you. Um, I know about the Kobe thing. It's really like a tragedy. Not like it is a tragedy. Yeah, you know absolutely. That. And all those people in Kobe died. What I'm going to really miss the most, to be honest with you. I couldn't wait till I hear Kobe's speech. You know, like his Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame speech. Yeah, that would have been that would have been an all timer, sure. I, I wanted to know what drives him to be the person that he is, the athlete that he is. You know, and all that. But um, the other thing I wanted to say to you: every time I watch the um, the thing with Altuve, the home run, yeah, Gordon, I can't help my, I can't help it but to laugh. Now that I know what I know, it's like, oh my God, these people were really cheating. Yeah. You, that's the that's what I got from that, and it, it just like cracks me up like every time I watch it because it's like in my heart I know you're cheated. Yeah, and no, and 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 the, and the not ripping the shirt off part, and then immediately running to me that's the most damning aspect, right? Like you're never gonna know Major League Baseball. I don't really think wants to know that what was going on. They can't. They say, well, we don't. We didn't find any evidence. I don't know how hard they were pushing to find any evidence of it. Maybe it would have been impossible to find evidence of it. But you know, they you didn't, know I don't think I they wanted to know. But that, to me, that part of it is the most damning. But then watching it again yesterday and seeing him hit this 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 huge home run, this game winning home run, crowd is cheering, everybody's going bananas, and he just walks around the bases, just a lot of like it was like a not even like a regular season game. It was like a home run that came in the seventh inning. Hey, Gordon, you know um, what they should have did to the Astros for team? Um, they fine should have been like. They should have did everything that they did, that, that they are going to do to them. On top of that, they should have took all the money that they won in the playoff and donated like everything that they made money off in the playoff. They should have took all that money. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I didn't even care about the money. Uh, you know, that's money that's not going to benefit me in any way. And 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 you know, we've gone through it a thousand times of how hard it was going to be pu- to punish them appropriately because I think it was Kike Hernandez of the Dodgers. He said it perfectly. You know what? They cheated, and it, and they they got away with it. They got away with it. I mean, that's what the, the bottom line is. And I think it's kind of hard for me to believe, and I think it's hard for anybody to believe, even though that's what Major League Baseball would like you to believe, that they cheated in 2017. But after that point, after they have this plan put in place that is super effective and they win a World Series for the first time in their franchise history, 
And then from 2017 on, once they do that, once they accomplish their goal, they just go back to playing regularly. They didn't, they didn't try to come up with some new way, some better way, some streamlined way. They just said, you know what? The super effective thing that we've done that allowed us to win our first World Series ever, let's put that aside and just get back to playing the games on the level. I mean, that's what Major League Baseball would want you to believe. All right, that's going to do it for us for today. Please vote on the poll question. It's baseball-related today. We tried to do something different, trying to get you back into uh, you know regular life again as we try to move on and, and try to you know focus forward. But uh, vote on the poll question. We'll be back tomorrow with you at 5, 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.